0: Welcome to the Humanise the Numbers podcast series. Leaders, managers, and owners of ambitious accounting firms sharing insights, successes, and issues that will challenge you and connect you and your firm to the ways and means of transforming your firm's results.
1: Prior to measuring that impact, we knew we changed lives. We knew we made an impact. We knew it made a difference. But we didn't have any way of making that tangible. And if we didn't have any way of knowing... The tangibility of that then however did our clients have a chance to know it and so if we took all the fluffy wuffy you know feel good feelings and let's put like a a business case for say if we wanted to grow our practice or if we wanted to raise our fees then we need to articulate our, our value in some way shape or form and the better that we can articulate the value our the impact that we create, the results that our clients are getting from us, then the easier it is to set the context for which our clients will invest us.
0: How do you and your firm measure the impact you have on your business owners' lives, your clients' lives? And what difference does that impact have for your clients? Well, on this podcast with Harvey Penne from Brisbane, Australia, you'll hear Harvey describe the crystal clear way they've worked out how to measure the impact they have on their clients and this conversation, this human conversation they then have them about the difference it will make. Let's go to that podcast with Harvey now.
1: G'day Paul, it's uh, Harvey Penny here. Uh, By way of introduction, uh, I'm an author, TEDx speaker, and the co-founder of an accounting firm called Inspire Life-Changing Accountants. And in case the accent doesn't quite give it away, Uh, dialing in here from Brisbane, Australia.
0: Brilliant. It's great to have you on the podcast, Harvey. Um, Life-changing accountants, uh, that's a big statement. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I I really believe that accountants change lives. And it's the reason why I and perhaps many of those listening listening in got into accounting in the first place. It isn't just a desire to crunch the numbers, but a a real desire to to help people and to make a difference. And uh, in my own practice, I'm really proud to say that we've, or share, that in the context of helping our clients, we've, as of today, been able to uh, proactively save our clients over $10 million uh, in tax and counting, which they use to reinvest back into growing uh, their business and growing their families so uh, pretty interesting uh, sort of context uh, given the the theme of this podcast around humanization and uh, numbers there Paul
0: yeah 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 absolutely so there's that yes there's the account integrated great at crunching the numbers um, uh, one one of the uh, one of the pieces that uh, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> You say accountants start out to change people's lives, and I'm wondering whether actually the vast majority of accountants trip their way into accountancy. I'm not sure there's too many set out to be accountants from the get go. They sort of fall into it. So how do you square that with your view that um, they actually want to change people's lives?
1: Yeah, well, my observation, take my own experience getting into accounting, we grew up really poor. My mum was 13 when she had my sister and 16 when she had me. Uh, And we were born into a really poor part of uh, New Zealand, hence our little chat about the Rugby Sevens before uh, jumping online today. And so... We came, uh, we, we left uh, New Zealand, we came to Australia, the land of opportunity uh, right. for, for a fresh start. And so I got into accounting and I chose to, to become an accountant um, because it was an opportunity for us to give back to my family because we had nothing. Mm. And when I realized early in business that uh, business is actually a numbers game, Mm. Not only did I going into accounting get the ability to support my own family, but uh, we uniquely as accountants have the ability to help our clients make the smart financial decisions that would ultimately help them to what I would describe as get cashed up. Uh, That's the main premise of what we help our clients achieve. Uh, It's also the title of the first book that I wrote for helping my accounting firm stand out. Uh, It outlines the seven smart financial decisions, the seven steps to pull more money, time and happiness from your business. And so, again, who better than a business owner's accountant there to be able to guide them on these smart financial decisions and help them build a business that allows them to do so much good for their team, their clients, the founders, the family, and, and hopefully ultimately the world.
0: Harvey, I'd like to pick up on the 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 background behind cashed up in a minute, but it it strikes me that there's uh, there's two types of decisions that get made in businesses the smart ones that build the numbers of the business you know whether it be revenue profit cash, and so on but there's also the decisions that build in the health of the business which aren't necessarily can be connected but aren't necessarily connected with the, the smart decisions with the numbers. So there's that decisions on smarts and decision on health of the business. What, what are your views and thoughts on that based on your experience of working with your clients, but also working with other, other accountancy firms?
1: Yeah, well, Paul, I'm, I'm a huge fan of helping, not just guide our clients towards achieving their goals, but maybe even me- playing a really proactive role in defining those goals. So an example, in the six years in public practice One of the first questions I would ask to business owners are, what are your goals? Where do you want to head? Where do you see yourself in three, five, or seven years' time? And what I found, at least here in Australia, is that quite often, as much as we seek out to achieve big goals and to be goals-oriented, at least the clients that we had been exposed to here weren't actually really clear on where they were headed, what they wanted to achieve, what goals they wanted to, to tick off, and it was because this saturation or overwhelm with simply just getting by week to mm-hmm. week just meeting the next payroll just paying the next tax bill by the time it's due just being able to kind of get through and so our antidote to that or what i created as a solution to that was what i describe as the cashed up benchmark and benchmarks are great because they're our language as accountants we're used to setting these targets these goals and these numbers And it automatically positions us as an authority, I believe, when we're on the front foot, we're proactively setting some standards for which our clients could achieve. Mm. And so an example, the cashed up benchmark that I pulled together here in Australia and that summarized my desire or goal for all business owners. And I would describe it like this. Uh, My goal for business owners is for them to work four days a week, which means they might have Fridays off, which is beautiful. And I want them to be working forty weeks per year, which means they could be perhaps enjoying eight to twelve weeks per year holiday. Right. Uh, might be right. into uh, like inside their own country or outside of. Uh, and with that time invested in the business business, I want them to be pulling out four hundred thousand dollars profit. Right. Right. And for that profit to be able to fund a great lifestyle now, but also to be able to make some smart future financial decisions, and build a net worth of $4 million. And we want that financial legacy to be able to last four generations. So I've got myself and my wife as the first generation I want to look after. I've got my beautiful daughter, Havana. And I just love this idea that her daughter and her daughter's daughter, long after I'm gone... I'm still going to feel the both emotional, spiritual, and family legacy that I've left behind, but also, as a result of the smart financial decisions, the financial legacy I've left behind. Right. And so not only does the cash down benchmark, four days a week, 40 weeks a year, 400K profit, 4 million wealth, lasting four generations, not only does that sort of summarize my personal business and wealth goal... But as an accountant and authority, I could signal that that's the aspiration for my clients to aspire towards. And guess what? Yeah, it was embraced with open arms. And who automatically is positioned best to take them on that journey? Yes, me. Yes, you. Yes, those who are listening in, their accountants, to to take them on that. So yeah, that definitely. was my experience in that space, Paul. No,
0: it's, it's, and and there's amazing clarity, isn't there? You know. Uh, the four, the forty, the four hundred, the four generations, the four million. Oh, that's that's, re- that's really elegant, really, <laughs> really elegant. But I guess listen, listening listening to this, and I'm I'm curious too, is what's how, you know, how how do you work with the business owner, uh, uh, in and around this? So I get if you share that story with a business owner, they'll go, yeah, I w-, they'll either say, yeah, I want some of that, or they'll go, yeah, that's not for me, and that will probably define whether they're going to be a client of yours or not. I I presume have I have I guessed right there.
1: More or less, and you know, in that, in those four num five numbers, we've instantly stood ourselves apart from. At least in Australia, we've got thirteen thousand other accounting firms that a business owner could choose from. I understand in the UK the numbers are significantly much larger than that, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the competition yeah, 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 yeah. is even higher. So, in humanising the numbers, we're finding ways to stand out from uh, from the crowd, and so a- around the how um, in our expression of this we became authors to be able to stand out and to be able to sort of signal that pathway and that was the book that we published and every book that we've ever read and every book that i've published is all based around a central methodology so cash stuff i mentioned was the seven smart financial decisions they're pretty standard the step one was to cut tax Uh, step two was to capture profit step three was to control cash flow so that was the methodology that we put together uniquely for our firm and we used an asset like a book that helps or to help uh, express that so that was some of the mechanics of what we do and have done uniquely in our firm Mm. however in addition to my own practice nowadays i work with accounting firms globally and my central philosophy around how accountants should be able to stand out and more importantly than standing out, I think why accountants should exist, Paul, I believe, is that they need to stand out because of the results that they create for their clients. So I use a simple example. You know, our kind of call to authority here in Australia is that we've saved our clients ten million dollars in tax accounting. So instantly we've kind of got this authority and credibility, and based on that, so how could any firm globally stand out because of the results? they create for their clients mm. so yeah it could be tax savings yes it could be you know profit improvements it might be uh the reductions in debt that we've been able to uh, achieve for our clients really mm. what sort of outcomes we all clear on the advice that we give and we know that advice makes an impact but in humanizing the numbers what exactly is that impact yeah and If I can just give a a simple example, Paul. I know this is an audio, so not everyone will be able to see this, but one of the things that we did in creating uh, our measures of success, we we chose tax savings as our measure, is we created impact statements. And so what I'm sharing on screen now is just an A4 piece of paper. uh, And what we wrote on here is the client's name, how much tax would save them, which in this case was $32,000, and just simply ask them the question, what difference is this going to make to your, your, your business and to your life? Yeah. And so for Will and Bauer, who also happens to be my personal dentist, so right. I look after them, <laughs> they look after me, uh, we saved them $32,000 in tax savings, which is the numbers. So what is the humanity behind it? Well, They said they're going to reinvest uh, that into the business to make uh, a bigger impact, which I know they do a, a beautiful job of doing. Uh, another simple example, Jeff and, and Karen Nib, we saved them $20,000 in tax savings. And with that, they're going to put that towards a holiday to New Zealand and extra cash flow uh, for the business. Yeah. Uh, final one that I just wanted to share is a gentleman named Ray. Uh, he runs a business called Greenstone. $36,000 in tax savings. I'm not sure if you can see what he said yep. he's going to yep. do with his savings there, Paul. But well, that looks that like
0: go on a bendy. What's a bendy? Yeah, that's
1: it. He's, he's off on a bender. So that's not <laughs> intact. Uh, I don't know what is. Uh, that, that, that's a bit of a funny one. I know Ray well. He's my father. All right, <laughs> um, okay. And uh, I know he did, in fact, go on that bender, but not with me. Uh, right. well so, um, no, that's a bit tight. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I just want to share them as just simple, practical examples of, you know, what this podcast is all about. We make yeah, an impact yeah. with our advice every single day. Yeah, Could yeah. we not just go that next step and articulate it in terms of, you know, some sort of numbers-based measurements? And once we have the number of that, that impact, quantifying it, then just simply humanize it by asking the client, well, what difference is this going to make to you, your family, your, your team, Your
0: business and and maybe even the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's elegant, isn't it? You know, business owners look at their accountants to be the expert in numbers. They want clarity and whether the accounting firm like you're doing is focused on tax savings or whether you talk about profit improvement, or uh, wealth improvements, if you wanted to make it broader in terms of the the human rather than just the business owner, whatever measure you wanted your firm to focus on, just taking the next step which I love that language around, okay, so what difference is that going to make now that you're earning more or have built your wealth out or, and so on. But I, I think there's something isn't there Harvey in terms of that four generations pieces you you you, that. I mean, that's humanizing at a different level, isn't it? It's not just, you know, me, you now here, it's that, um, longer term piece. I think that's, um, that's new, new for me in this humanized space. Cause we're actually impacted not just on, Everyone that's walking around now, but everyone who's going to be walking around in a generation or two's time—that's um, that's neat. So, absolutely.
1: And do you mind if I share just a little yeah, context around that that piece? Uh, I, I truly believe, Paul, that we can find these types of metrics and impact measures when we go deeper. And the question is, how, how, and why do we go deeper? Yeah. And my my method or my way that I found that metric, for instance, was through my my why. So one of the ways that we can stand out most easily from uh, other accounting firms, if that's our our goal, is to stand out because of why we do what we do. And what's beautiful about standing out because of our why is that our why is unique because our lives are unique, our experiences are unique. The, The time and the values, the times that we shared on this earth and the values that we've uh, all built up and the experience that we had all come to form, this unique why. And so um, uniquely in our firm and for the life-changing candidates that I work with globally, uh, we, we describe our why is that we are numbers people and we believe that family is number one. <laughs> and what I've noticed when speaking to you know large groups of business owners uh, as an example, when, call it, promoting my firm or when speaking about the cash-up methodology, I would open by saying, hi, my name's Harvey Penny, uh run an accounting firm called Inspire, and um, let me just start with our why, because you might think most accounting firms are boring, so before you fall asleep, let <laughs> will just start with why, why I'm here and why I'm in business. And I'd say this line, like, you know, we're numbers people, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, but uh, we, we believe that family is number one, it has this this deep sense of resonance. At least that was my experience, Paul. Yeah, connection. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and, and I, I think i maybe even felt it with you just as I, I said that line as well, that family is number mm. one.
0: Mm.
1: And that's the power of connecting on this human level because now we're not moving, we're, we're moving above from, I'm an accountant who's potentially fishing for you, a business owner to become a client of mine, which has this real competitive type dynamic to it. A sale needs to be made and you know, a winner and a loser to actually know. We're just humans. And we're just in business because we've got this common belief that family is very important. And I just love the way that this accountant articulates it in that family is number one. Because the mm. truth is I believe that too. Yeah. And so we ended up as a result of that pool. Uh, working with business owners who shared that common philosophy Mm. only because we put it out there first. We did what Simon Sinek told us to do and said, start with why. Yeah, yeah. And the better you can articulate that, the stronger that kind of attraction or the magnetic pull is towards that why. And therefore, we start working with people Mm. who resonate and we detract those who don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the the original philosophy of the sort of family orientation the family focus because it comes from within <laughs>
0: yes and you as soon as you get clarity on the why and, and I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek too uh, and and he's influenced along with uh, a certain uh, colleague we both know reasonably well Mr Paul Dunn is um what um you tap into the meaning of of being in business, the meaning of being an accountant. For me, the meaning of supporting and helping and uh, challenging and supporting a, a accountants, um, it uh, it brings a zeal and an energy and a, a, and so on, doesn't it? But it, um, that's for you, Harvey. You've got you know accountants who are numbers people, and the number one number is family. Love that. But it's sometimes difficult, isn't it? That you know, firms, business owners are challenged around those conversations about why and, and meaning. Does that resonate with you? Does that? How, how do you think uh, that plays <laughs> out in Australia?
1: It, yeah, it, it definitely is a challenge. And I'm going to share one more story that's possibly going to make it initially seem even harder to achieve, which is kind of Great. how I for found, that. For that. <laughs> Yeah, how I found my why. But um, perhaps within that story, people might be able to find their own. Sort of story in their own version or, or pathway Brilliant. to why. Brilliant. And where I found my why was a really interesting place, Paul. It was on an operating table um, in Brisbane at a hospital uh, where four days prior to being on that operating table, I had found a lump where us men who are listening in on today's podcast especially don't want to find anything abnormal downstairs, let's just say it, in my testicle, my left nut.
0: Right, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, or not. Sorry
1: to talk about testicles and yeah. and etc. in a very professional No, no, uh, but it's scene. great.
0: That's the first podcast where we've been able to mention testicles. So that's, yeah, that's, let's, that's good.
1: <laughs> let's include that <laughs> in the keyword optimization. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. But, you know, it spoke to this idea that I was on this hospital bed and my whole world was sort of falling down on top of itself because I was 31 at the time. And how do you feel when you're thirty one? you're you're invincible, you your, yep. you think you've got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, uh, I was just at call it the peak of my career and doing great things in the family sense and I wanted to have kids in the future., yep. and then here we are about to kind of uh, not just lose what's a very important part of of, of man, but also essentially yep. life. And I had to kind of ask myself the question, here's perhaps the takeaway for everyone in terms of finding their own why which was, if today was the last day of your life, would you be happy with what you're leaving behind? Mm. And what I'm speaking to or speaking about there is is my legacy or your legacy. And as accountants, speaking with our clients, we can naturally take that to our financial uh, legacy. Mm. But it was in that moment that sort of moment of reconciliation I'm not talking about the classic accounting reconciliation but it was like well if if this is the last day of my life would I be happy and the truth is uh, I wasn't at that point and so I'm grateful that I'm still alive uh, I'm grateful that uh what are we three years on I'm still uh 100 cancer free um and i've got a, a, a mentioned I'm a father, and the doctor said that I, I wouldn't be able to do that because of chemo and radiotherapy but uh, he, here we are yeah. I've got two yeah. beautiful girls Havana and Mali that um, are my miracle babies and remind me every day that life is precious that um, it was within that context Paul that um, I, I realized that wow you know one day we will all die mm. And I thought that that was going to happen. I literally have an an app on my phone. I'd planned to live to 110. I was looking at the app and seeing the date and was 31 years old. I was like, man, I've still got 70, you know, 80 years more to go in this plan. And so it was in that sort of moment that I I had to kind of really put why at the center. You know, I'd been friends and mentored by Paul Dunn for, for many years prior to this pivotal moment and I'd heard him speaking about find your why, you know, what is your purpose? Start with why. Yeah. But unfortunately it took a really pivotal moment to actually Mm. realize that the true central importance of that. Mm. And so personally for me, I had to find myself in that operating table. I don't encourage anyone else to perhaps go to that extreme in order to be able to find their why. Yeah. However, um, you know, haven't we all perhaps been through some life-changing moments over these last year or two through, you know, COVID-19 and what that has done to to all of our lives. And so it has been possibly one of the most challenging periods and experiences for us all. Yeah. And I'm curious about this idea that I wonder if there is a silver lining as we come out the other side of this and we would ask ourselves, well, you know, if today was the last day or if just throughout that COVID-19, that was, that was it, would we have been happy with what we've left behind? And if the answer is no, then the question is how do we reorient our life? How do we reorient our business as accounting firm owners? Yeah. And how do we take that leadership position with our clients to help them reorient their businesses given mm-hmm. that they've all gone through this challenging experience too to say, well, look, how about we all just hit the reset button post COVID-19 and let's rebuild this business with the right intentions of being a business that exists for the good of ourselves, our family, our team, our clients, and and ultimately the world. So uh, perhaps a really timely opportunity for us to all. yeah, It's
0: it's an interesting bridge. Um, And yes, I I agree with you in terms of, you know, could the experiences of the last 18 months where everyone's, Realise that we're everyone. I think's realised we're, we're all not living forever. In fact, none of us are living forever. Um, so what? What is of uh, most importance? Now, like you, I've been in that sort of situation with the emergency surgery. You know, looking at my mum's, um, looking into my mum's eyes, and all I can see is my mum's fear. You go. Right. You know, when you come out the other side for me, it was on the other side for me, Harvey, he was like, right, you know, second chance. Here we go. Let's make the most of it. And Mm. and tapped into the same sort of energy you're talking about now. That's, that's, um, this sounds a bit weird and uh, uh, it's easy for me. Because I've been shaken up and to a degree easy for you because you've been shaken up. But most business owners, most accountants are really busy doing the busyness of running a busy firm and don't have that shake up. Now, the last 18 Mm -hmm. months, you could argue there has been. However... Most of the firms I talk to that are really caring about their business owner clients have been busier than ever because they've been on the phone more, on Zoom more. Obviously, you can't f- see them face to face in person, but the business has stepped up. And so it's really hard to take that time out. In a hospital bed, I, it was, you know, I, I ran "Red Man's Search for Meaning at that point, And it's like, all right, you know, by <laughs> Viktor Frankl, you know, you've got to, you know, I've got to do something with this. Um not everyone has that opportunity. And so I'm just wondering, you know, with all the work you've done with your clients and working with other accounting firms, what do people do to step out of the business, That challenge, which is we've got to keep this going to then settle and do the hard thinking, feeling time on what's the why, what's the purpose, what, what, what guidance, what indicators, what experiences have you had in working with business owners that's helped in that space?
1: Yeah, well, I think the common theme out of yours and mine's mutual experience is perhaps perspective, that ability to step out of our usual routine or our usual perspective on life and to, you know, look back with a bit of space. Mm. And uh, perhaps this number that I'm about to share might give us that gift of of perspective now, uh, given that it gave me a similar sense of perspective when I first discovered it. And it was this realisation that, did you know that if we in our business or with the businesses to whom we're advising earn over $50,000 profit per year, that's US dollars just for international purposes. Yeah. If we earn more than $50,000 profit per year, did you know that that puts us in the top 1% of humanity by income? Mm which is this wild experience because we, you know, at least in Australia, $50,000 is uh, comparatively not that much. Mm. Yet when we give ourselves the gift of perspective to realize how well we're actually doing in the context of the bigger picture, we put ourselves in the top 1%. Are we all of a sudden perhaps feeling just that little bit more grateful and Mm. abundant and maybe for for lack of a better word, uh, rich with what we actually do have access to. Mm. And so uh, we've spoken about his name a number of times. Paul Dunn gave me the ability as an accounting firm owner to reconnect to this perspective almost on a regular basis through B1G1, through the the giving platform uh, called B1G1 Business for Good. And so I'll give you a practical example of how we embedded it in our firm, Paul, to help Mm -hmm. reinforce This gift of perspective every day. Hmm. Uh, I mentioned that we tracked our tax savings and so as of today we're up to $10 million and and counting. But what I created not long after the cancer experience was a giving initiative called Day for Dollar. And what that was a commitment wasn't just to join B1G1 and be a business for good but it was a giving commitment to recognise that I'm already part of the, the lucky 1% of humanity who have won the lottery of life just by virtue of being born here in Australia or there in the in the UK.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I'm making a commitment that for every dollar in tax that we proactively save our small business clients, we're going to give a day of access to food, water, health, or sanitation to a family in need thanks to our partnership with B1G1. And so... Yeah. What it meant is that in the context of humanizing numbers and is that you know I could get up and, uh, and talk about our firm and say that not only are we really proud to have practically saved our clients $10 million in tax and counting, mm. but thanks to our Day for Dollar Giving initiative, it means we've also given over 10 million days of life-changing help to families in need in over 16 countries, mm. which you know, gives us pure joy mm. and helps reinforce and remind us of the fact that we are so lucky yeah yeah absolutely the the one percent mm. and these little micro givings or recognizing that every time we make an impact say to a client on the other side of the room mm. uh thanks to our partnership with beyond you and we're also making an impact to a family on the other side of the world mm. and so you know Half of it isn't actually about finding why, but it's about realizing that actually every day we've got an opportunity, especially as accountants, to reinforce that why and reinforce that meaning. Mm. And if your why or if all you take from today's conversation is that your why is to to help Mm. or your why is to impact Mm. or your why is family, Mm. yours, your client's and maybe families who make up this global family that we all belong to. Yeah. Then just one word is enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the ability to act upon that and move towards that every single day, especially as accountants. That's where true meaning comes into life. And it doesn't matter you know, how much money we've earned and how much of this sort of financial legacy we're leaving behind. We can all be on that deathbed one day, hopefully very far away, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and when we're doing that reconciliation yeah. uh, of, you know, are we happy with what we're leaving behind? That, that can be a, a resounding yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's my goal, at least. Yeah, no,
0: and I love the way that, again, you know, the uh, $1 turns into one day for somebody or a Family or a village or whatever, of, uh, of of benefit, whether it be water, food, education, whatever it is. Um, so there's the, the that number and the humanity of it both connected mm. again, which is lovely. Um, so we've talked about um, if you get a shake up, you can work out what your purpose, your your why is. Um, uh, if you reset a perspective, that can trigger uh, a, a, another way of looking at um, what matters most to you outside of, you know, just running a busy business and making money. Um, if there was one other thing, one other challenge that you think accountants face in this space of humanising the numbers or in this space of connecting with why, what, what what do you think it is that if we chewed it over on this podcast and we had an impact on just one accountant, what would it be? I mean, it might have a bigger impact, but, you know, it's like one person at a time, isn't it? So,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I, I'm super clear on the fact that it's actually – Around the quantification of our impact. So, our simple example, we measured tax savings. We chose that as our measure of success. And so, every time we give advice prior to measuring that impact, we yeah. knew we changed lives, we knew we made an impact, we knew it made a difference. But we didn't have any way of making that tangible. And if we didn't have any way of knowing, the tangibility of that, then however, did our clients have a chance to know it? And so if we took all the fluffy, wuffy, you know, feel good feelings, and let's put like a, a business case for say, if we wanted to grow our practice or we wanted to raise our fees or raise our prices, then we need to articulate our our value in some way, shape or form. Mm. And the better that we can articulate the value, our, the, the the impacts that we create, the results that our clients are getting from us, then the easier it is to set the context for which our clients will invest us. So a practical, simple example. In Australia, our core accounting service we called It's All Sorted. It was proactive tax and accounting that pays for itself in tax savings. So it was a bit of a no-brainer value proposition, but the only way that we were able to even remotely Lean towards that value proposition was around this tangibility, this this measurement of our impact, and so you know I was able to say, and there's no reason why any firm listening isn't able to say something along the lines of, um, you know, our practice tax and accounting budget about five hundred dollars Australian a month, which might be you know three hundred pounds or so a month, so nothing crazy, six grand a year Australian, four thousand pounds a year. And on average, we've been able to save our clients $24,000 in proactive tax savings each year. And so we're setting this context of, you know, $6,000 investment and $24,000 return. And so in most cases, it sort of set the context and it set the value proposition. So it was a fairly no-brainer decision for most business owners to make sure that they were making a smart financial decision with us. Mm. And so, you know, super simple example, and and. You know, nowadays there's so many more valuable metrics or measures of success than tax savings. Like, yeah. that's just, yeah. that was just a foot in the door for us. Hmm. Um, so, my challenge to everyone listening is yes, we know we make a difference. Yes, we know we make an impact, but how could you take that step further and, and put a measurement around it, which ironically is our, our language? Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely. Our, our, our unique language that we uniquely understand yeah, and have and we all the skills we should be able to to translate it into some sort of tangible effect. And so my overarching philosophy and the firms that I work with, with, with life changing accountants, we spoke about this idea called results that we want to to stand out for the results they create for their clients. So let mm. me give you R E S U L T S. Let me give you seven examples or seven numbers that you might like to look towards when defining or choosing mm-hmm. a, a measure of success for for your firm. Brilliant. So results uh, stands for uh, R is for increasing revenues. So mm-hmm. why couldn't we look at what was the revenue our clients had one year and what was the revenue our client had another year mm-hmm. and how has that increased or decreased as a result of us being their advisor? It's mm-hmm. a really simple measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's R is for revenue. E is for... Our equity. Yep. So how could we improve the equity of our clients by perhaps measuring their business value at one point and their business value at a number of points and, you know, the difference. Uh, e stands for... Um, oh, I'm getting S. nervous now. I've got so,
0: spot. so revenue, E for equity, S. Uh,
1: yes, S is for um, surplus profits. So, or our surpluses. Mm. Um, so, again, how could we not measure the the profit improvement that our clients have achieved? Uh, U stands for uh, the UN Global Goals, which, uh, if I believe Paul Dunn was on this podcast. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his episode may have yeah, preceded yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> uh, the UN Global Goals gives us a beautiful framework of 17 priorities for humanity. Mm. 17 goals for the world mm. to to get behind one of which is to end Poverty that's goal number one. Yeah. and yep. uniquely through b1g1 or buy one give one business for good We can measure not just the the total giving that we've given to To pe- families in need, but we can measure it in the context of the UN global goals how many impacts we've given Yeah, so you is uniquely for measuring the the contribution towards the UN global goals uh L stands for liabilities. So how could we you know, measure the total decrease in liabilities that mm. our clients uh, are exposed to or hold on to? Yeah. Uh, T is for tax savings uh, and S uh, is for scaling cash flow. So could we measure the the, the cash flow, uh, the liquidity? Yeah. Uh, the ability for our, our clients to sleep well at night as a result of having the money there when they, they need it? Yeah. And so at a, at a really high level, you know, we can all stand out for the results that we create for our clients. Mm. Uh, and at this really kind of macro level, you know, results stands for a really, really interesting acronym of uh, of what, you know, there's a, a number of accounting firms globally who have aligned based on this desire to be known, not for, you know, how big they are or how much revenue they've generated for themselves or how much experience they have or how big their offices are or how many offices they have. You know, all of these vanity metrics that most legacy firms, at least here in Australia, have been known for. Yeah. And let's change the metrics to something that matters mm. for our clients. Mm. And we can build this legacy, not just when we die and when we leave this earth. Mm. But, you know, I'm so proud of the, the legacy that my firm has created just in the $10 million in tax savings to date. Yeah, and the $10 and million million days. Just i to
0: go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're only just starting in the context of I'm um, 35, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd <laughs> yeah, still yeah. plan on living to 110. I'm sticking with plan A. <laughs> yeah, good man. Um... <laughs>
0: good man. But so, I, do, I, I love that, uh, that the, the clarity of the impact, the creating the numbers that make that impact tangible, which is what accountants are expert, that then demonstrate the human impact, not just the numbers impact. So you've got numbers impact, revenue numbers impact equity numbers impact surplus profit liabilities down tax savings scaling of cash flow but it, right in the middle and i love the fact it's in the middle is those mm-hmm. you, the un global goals which have a you yeah. know that that global um human impact however actually your uh your earlier question a uh, question to, to business owners in terms of what difference has it made to you brings a layer of humanity to the results that, um, otherwise wouldn't exist and therefore give it a, a, a meaning, uh, that, uh, just, um, is on a different level than just the numbers. Uh, and, and that, that, that's quite, um, quite profound, really. Uh, love that. Love that a lot. Um, Harvey, it's been a, a fabulous conversation. I've I've, I've loved this, and you've, you've, what you what you've done is caught me off the back of you mentioned the rugby earlier. I, I, I coached a um, sevens team at the weekend and had the most glorious day after having not done any live rugby for uh, over a year and a half. And I'm about to go on holiday, and smack bang in the middle of that, I've I've got this podcast discussion with Harvey. Penny, and it's been brilliant. I really, really appreciate your time and your effort and your energy that you've uh, you've given us today. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Paul.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed the time together.
0: You'll find more valuable discussions with the leaders of ambitious accounting firms at humanizethenumbers.online. You can also sign up to be notified each time a new podcast is made available. This podcast series, Humanize the Numbers, has been made possible thanks to the support of our sponsors, My Work Papers, Advanced Track, Sitargo and VFD Pro. Visit online, click the logo of each sponsor and you'll hear what our podcast interviewees have to say about the sponsor's services.